0: Today's program has been brought to you by Tabard Inn, New American Cuisine in one of Washington, D.C.'s oldest hotels, located in DuPont Circle. For more information, visit tabardinn.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
1: of Roberta's Restaurant at 261 Moore Street, and appropriately enough, I open with that all the time, we have the founder of Roberta's, who is in studio with us to talk about the publication of uh, the Roberta's Cookbook, published by Clarkson and Potter. So, Chris Paracchini, thanks so much for coming in today. Pleasure. What's up, man? So... Um, this book, I saw it. It is a uh, beautiful. It's filled with pictures and art, and uh, it's just fun to read. Uh, what were you hoping to accomplish when you uh, said yes to this book deal with Clarkson and Potter? Uh,
2: I think we we knew right out of the gate that that uh, we weren't going to be able to recreate, you know, the the experience of being here um, entirely. So I think and and I, th- I think we knew early on that like uh certainly a whole lot of text and like you know exposition on what it was was not going to do it so um i think that we just tried to use a lot of you know visual uh aids to kind of get people in the spirit of what the place is and and we tried to maybe n- not tackle too much because there was maybe too much to tackle for a book or one book, so um the the challenge the whole time was sort of in keeping it pared down and and uh and just sort of using uh, photos and and you know some of the the art that's been generated here to support the recipes to just give you like an overall feeling of like oh yeah cool this this sort of harkens back to that time I was there or you know.
1: What percentage of the recipes that have been at Roberta since you guys opened were reflected in the book? Like ten percent? I mean, were you constantly paring down to make one book out of it?
2: Yeah, I I don't even. know. I mean, sure, ten percent sounds like that. That could be in the ballpark. Um, we we tried to get a you know represent the full range of of um, of the restaurant's history um, in terms of the recipes. We, I think initially when we started working on the book, we were going to do a kind of linear thing or like the story in three acts or something like that where, you know, the beginning, the middle, the end. And I think that the early recipe list kind of played to that. We had, we were really uh, a lot more rigid about what recipes from what time period. And then as we got into the making of the book, um, it started to become obvious that like it was... A little bit foolish to, to do it that way and, and, and a little bit like it was just sort of underserving the, what the recipes were supposed to be in for the book. So in the end, it just sort of became like types of foods and best of in those categories. But there's still some of the recipes in there are from, you know, from the pre, uh, you know, gas <laughs> preheat days
1: carrying uh heritage foods boston butts in the l train uh, from carlos yeah, those house. those days back in the early days yeah um now i heard a lot of your voice in the writing i mean there were some pros where you would you know talk about the restaurant and the people or a certain era of it or the motorcycle rally race you guys did was that your voice uh
2: yes and uh, yeah yes and no it was um catherine did the catherine wheelock oh, did the writing okay. Um, And that was based on a lot of um, a lot of sitting down and talking to us and sort of distilling Mm -hmm. um, us just sort of ranting about, you know, storytelling and and ranting about what it was like. Um, Maybe. I mean, we're all in there, but, you know, maybe that was the part that I sort of spent more time on.
1: Is there a future in publications for the Roberta's crew? I mean, do you now – did that tap a, a desire for you to see more books come out, uh, photography books, poetry books? So we're going to talk about art is my next question yeah. for you. But uh, are you, are you do you like publishing or do you want to do more books? <laughs>
2: um, I like making things. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, uh, the publishing aspect, I think that we're still <clears throat> fairly inexperienced after one book. But, yeah, there's definitely more stuff coming. I mean mm-hmm. – to be frank, it was a difficult book to make um It was also a book that we were trying to make while a lot of other things were going on but you know in our lives professionally and mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me personally um, but I think that we 're all really pleased with the result, mm-hmm. and that um every time you do something like this it 's generally hard and um you know we, at the end of the day we we kind of live for that stuff so um, there's definitely more on the way. We're actually, we, uh, we're launching or have launched a, a little like photo book, photo zine mm. with Dave Potts and Ryan Rice. Uh, Ryan Rice art directed the book and, and Dave Potts uh, was one of the principal photographers. And they took a lot of amazing photographs that never made it into the final cut. Mm. Um, some of them we think, or I think um are you know better than some of the photos that made it in the book. So um issue 1 will be released today wow. at the at the um the book release party. And then um we're going to do more. And it's a kind of loose arrangement. There's no I don't know when issue 2 is coming out mm-hmm. and I don't think that those guys even know exactly what issue two is going to be yet well that's how everything starts right yeah you You just just start doing it right yeah
1: we never knew what would become of this container um so art i know um i noticed a lot of art pages in the cookbook from a book that you used to keep out by the pizza station and customers could just contribute and you talk a lot about art and uh, maybe you could just speak to our listeners a little bit about how Roberta's itself is art, and art was such a big part of the cookbook, photography as well as drawings.
2: Yeah. Um, well, it's... Sure. I mean, uh, you know, the the restaurant's kind of born from um, a neighborhood of uh, mostly struggling artists. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, a lot of creative folks are still in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like it's just been a huge part of, of the identity of the restaurant and of us personally. And, um, I, you know, it, we I think we knew early on when we put that book out and we started to see, like, the um, how good or interesting or both um, so many of those drawings were. I think we always knew that if we ever did a book, we were going to use some of that stuff in there.
1: My pig one didn't make it in. I drew sorry, a pig right sorry. Yeah, I was a little we, upset about that. That one's
2: your march for book three, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, art. Art's such a, like... Um...
1: It's everywhere and nowhere. Yeah, right? But this place it, is an act of living art form. I mean, the number of uh, zones they are. There's the back, there's the front, there's the containers, there's the garden, the... The people, and then, like I say, that art book uh, and the book itself. I mean, this cookbook has more photographs of non-food than maybe any cookbook ever, because it is—it's a whole movement. That's
2: after we got edited down. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. It's. um, I mean, you know, there is obviously art in everything if you choose to or can see it, Um, and I think that. This restaurant was definitely um, a little bit of an art project or a lot of bit of an art project when it started and, um, you know, through its success sort of had to become uh, uh, a real business. And a lot of that is addressed in the book. Um, But, you know, there's no taking that out of this or anything else for that matter. Here I think, you know, we're very fortunate to have this great community of people Um, And they come here and they have a relatively, um, you know, sort of uh, free environment to to express themselves. And and we get to sort of live with a lot Mm -hmm. of that.
1: And collaborate on their own, too. I mean, this is a big hub of a lot of different groups.
2: Yeah yeah
1: well very interesting and has it changed i mean maybe just uh these are big concepts uh that i'm asking you about art and change but i mean the neighborhood's changed roberta's changed uh, since it first started i Mm -hmm. mean are there any connections between how roberta's changed over the years and the neighborhood maybe or sure yeah yeah
2: they're they're um they're part and parcel right the uh you know i mean the neighborhood has exploded and um really has all, all kinds of uh, other people live here besides the you know handful of artists and uh, factory workers that lived here before um, I mean I, I think there's Bakers living here now um, <laughs> which is crazy but but um, yeah I mean you know everything, Right, everything has to live in the world, which means that everything is changing constantly. Does it lose um,
1: anything, or do you lament uh, yeah, the old it days loo- in any way?
2: Sure, definitely. Yeah. It loses stuff while it picks up new stuff, and, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's a living thing. You know, like, uh, here's, you know, your son Max is sitting near us, and uh, my daughter Georgia is going to be uh, four in April, and, uh, you know, I miss things about, you know... Uh, when she was one and a half that are gone forever Mm -hmm. Um, but you know there's new stuff being added every day
1: well Max is a product of Roberta's Uh, this is where I met my wife Ann Saxelby, here and uh, then a few years later we produced this little guy who's producing sound effects in the back
2: we want 10%
1: (laughs) 10% that's fair you have to work 10% of your time at Roberta's for free Um, well very very interesting and uh, now you have a a book party and uh, tell us Mm -hmm. about book tours and uh and this and that are you traveling around and doing different cities
2: uh carlo's gonna do a leg on the west coast um and i think i think that's all we're gonna do for traveling um i've we're brand and i are busy doing other stuff here mm-hmm. and um you know and as you know i'm still working on my house in, in rockaway
1: yeah well that was uh, a long project i mean a lot happened to that house yeah hurricane sandy
2: yeah yeah, um, hopefully done by Christmas, um, and I think, well, we'll see, I mean, let's see how it does, mm-hmm. and maybe there'll be another book tour in addition to the one Carl is going to do in California, he's, incidentally, he's going to be in uh, LA, San Francisco, and Portland, oh, wow. I think starting this week.
1: Oh, very good. Very yeah. good. Uh, well, Carlo is a, a great representative. I mean, how do you define his cuisine? I mean, how do you define the cuisine in the book? Because it, it comes from a pizza kitchen as well as a restaurant kitchen. So uh, why would people buy the book? To understand Roberta's or to understand like Italian cuisine or what is it? How do you define the food in that?
2: Um, definitely American. Um, I, 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 You can certainly see and feel the link to to Italian uh cooking um I think that you know there are also a lot of Asian reference points in his cooking, but I think that his his cooking is totally american and um, and I think is also um, you know he's certainly done an amazing job of developing his own uh, his own cuisine but I think that it also sort of comes from in a lot of ways the the that place you know pizza from pizza from cooking in um you know hearth fired oven with uh real fire and mm-hmm. like uh sweating and you know just kind of like raw and um raw and concentrated i think is mm-hmm. how i would describe his cooking
1: nice raw and concentrated yeah. because he's a big, that's interesting he's a big fish guy he always dreamed of fish 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 he told me you know he loved uh Raw fish and the whole Japanese culture, which is my last question for you. Yeah. Um, well, very cool. I like having you on as a guest because I could just throw out general words like art or and I, and change. I can, I can give you
2: general words back.
1: <laughs> yes, no, it's nice. Sometimes you gotta be super specific. Well, you were just back from Japan um we went on a business trip with carlo and i just wanted to ask you about your impressions of japan in particular the food but also anything that struck you because that was your first time right to tokyo yes so um you just got back two days ago and and yeah what were your thoughts um god what an amazing country
2: um what amazing people um i was uh I was only there for three days, which is far too short a trip
1: Wow from New York those three days yeah wow. I mean
2: what, you know it was a five day trip day day going day coming but um uh, I was completely blown away by the whole thing um, and food specifically mm-hmm. as most of your listeners probably know um, if you go and you want to just go for the food that's more than enough reason to go the mm-hmm. food was completely next level, mm-hmm. uh, in so many different places and so many different kinds of places. Well, how,
1: uh, how, uh, ingredient wise? Ingredients, or the, chefs, the, yeah?
2: the ingredients are impeccable. Um, and I think that, uh, there's a level of craft or craftsmanship mm-hmm. in, um, almost all that the Japanese do that is like, uh, I, I don't know, almost, I mean, it's almost superhuman and, um, completely inspiring. And you see it in really everything they do, in, in in the in the buildings that are there, and um, in uh, I, I, in the food, and, and just in everything. So everything
1: is considered uh, thoughtful. Yes, it's not just made. So there's no ugly parts of town, like or well, uh, you know, do they have projects uh, there I, and stuff like that?
2: I I didn't see anything that I would recognize as projects. You know, ugly is such a subjective. Thing that I you know I didn't find anything that I saw ugly I mean there were definitely some like lower rent neighborhoods although I think you know Those are the, the best idea ones. of like somebody like the poverty line in in Japan is like you know you'd kind of be a baller here in the states if you were <laughs> poor in Japan I mean the, you know the, the, the cost of living is extremely high um, and I, I think that it was harder to tell if we were like in a bad neighborhood or whatever mm-hmm. because like that same level of craft i think is applied to like sweeping mm-hmm. and mopping and everything is just clean i mean you could literally eat a meal <clears throat> off of any street or sidewalk that we went to and we covered a lot of ground while we were there i mean literally like, you could have just put my eggs on the sidewalk <laughs> and i would have totally <laughs> sucked them up with a straw
1: did max eating off the floor uh, remind you of that it did.
2: <laughs> yeah actually it did
1: Well, that is awesome. So, um, well, it's very interesting to have you on. Obviously, uh, I've uh, known you. I want to thank you guys for putting a page in about the radio. That was really nice uh, to see. Yeah,
2: wouldn't dream of not including it.
1: Yeah, so, um, well, very interesting. Uh, We also uh, interviewed Brandon Hoy, uh, which is an interview about to come up, but, you know... uh, Chris is a real, you know, inspiration, and uh, everyone at the radio really looks up to him and the Roberta's, and it's nice to see a book in print. It's a very fun book. It's filled with pictures, filled with stories, filled with recipes. And um, it costs $40 is the listed price, but it's available for much cheaper on Amazon if you pre-buy it. So mm-hmm. definitely log on, get the book early, and try all your favorite dishes that you've had at Roberto's at home, minus the ambiance of Roberto's, But still, it's something. So thanks so much, Chris. Really appreciate you taking some of your Sunday out to be with us.
2: Thanks, man. You are listening to Leaving by Dead Stars on the Heritage Radio
1: The
0: following program has been brought to you by Tabard Inn. Tabard Inn, Washington, D.C.'s quintessential small hotel, is located on a quiet, tree-lined street just five blocks from the White House. Vibrant yet unassuming, the Tabard is comprised of 40 sleeping rooms, each unique in character and design. Feast on eclectic American cuisine in their acclaimed restaurant, or enjoy a cocktail and listen to live jazz in one of their cozy Victorian seating areas. Mingle with travelers from around the world who find the Tabard the only place to stay when taking their travels to Washington. For more information, visit Taberdin.com.
1: So we're really excited to have Brandon Hoy in studio. He just published the Roberta's Cookbook, along with some of his partners at Roberta's, published by Clarkson and Potter, and it's a great book. So Brandon, when you made this book, uh, how did you try to make it different than all the other cookbooks that were out there?
3: I, I didn't bind it with glue. I used uh, hand stitched in uh, in Cambodia. Um, I think you you know we try to tell a story um, using a lot of imagery. So you know we, we, it's a lot of photos, um, it, and it's like you know a very collaborative um, book. So there's there's photography in there by I don't even know how many people you know the. You, you see you're yeah. looking at the the credits now yeah, it's like yeah it's like a, yeah, for it's 20 like a whole people, page. It's yeah. like a whole page of credits just on photography and art alone.
1: How did you go about collecting all mm. these? Are these things that people have given you over the years, or did you ask them to comb their archives for cool little pictures?
3: yeah you know i i I collected a lot of stuff and I saved a lot of stuff from over the past and I think Chris and Carlo did as well, and we kind of all reached into our you know our own personal vaults and like pulled everything and then we you know we knew. Um, you know, we, we knew some people that had stuff that, that was like lingering out there that we knew that we didn't have. And we kind of contacted some people and and got some other stuff as well.
1: And um, how did you go about selecting? I mean, you must have started with like 10 times as many photos and also probably 10 times as many recipes and you had to edit it down to the very best ones. That's
3: correct. I mean, we looked, we looked at thousands and thousands and thousands of photos. I mean, you know, naturally, like, you, you know, there's like photos that stick around for a long time. And those, those ones you, you, you kind of like, you know, we, we called them our, our five star like red so it was like really just they were the ones that we knew we liked already even before we got a book deal mm-hmm. and and we had those kind of floating around there are pictures that you know chris and carlo and i liked from from the beginning just things that we had always really enjoyed seeing
1: and uh how do you divide the book up i mean i see it here there's like pictures then there's stories um and then there's like history stuff but basically you have a pizza section a meat section a uh How did you go about getting the Pizza Kitchen to give their recipes and the uh, Kitchen Kitchen to give theirs? You just well, they're all
3: our recipes, right? So I didn't. It wasn't like I had to like kick somebody's door down and wave in the four four and be like, "I need all the recipes now, homie." You know, they're our recipes. It wasn't hard to get them. I mean, you know, we wrote we wrote the book, Chris. Like, you know, you know, Chris sat down and like really thoroughly like went through and like you know described how we make pizza and the dough recipe and mm-hmm you know Carlo sat down and really like hammered out all of the all of the like um, you know back kitchen recipes and
1: so let's say someone comes up with a new pizza like there's the uh, little stinker is just happens to be a new one that I thought was delicious do they then go and tell you and submit the recipe and you keep an archive of it or is it more informal uh, you know how does new pizzas come into the mix for instance yeah I
3: mean we definitely keep an archive of all pizzas that we make I mean mm-hmm. one we we, we we record every menu so we have every single menu every single day wow. we have those all backed up um you know and and we, we we went back and we looked through a lot of these things so yeah like every every recipe is is there and it's ready to go at any time
1: my two favorite pictures in the book uh were seeing the robertas just the shell yeah. of uh, of this uh of the space before anything was there. I mean it looked like a, a bomb had gone off in it early. And then this overhead shot um, you know, just to see kind of where it's located. I mean, did you have any idea back in these early days when you guys were just was it always your goal to expand within the neighborhood into the garage and or did you guys come into it more innocently just
3: Yeah, I mean I think we were day? I think we were pretty excited about what we got, which was very little in the very beginning, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then and then as um you know as as the restaurant became um more popular and 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 more people were coming through we were obviously like excited about about growth so you know we kind of just like took advantage of that and 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 there was a lot of space there in the neighborhood so so as it came available we took it
1: no no it's amazing and uh I'm just looking through. I you know, recognize a lot of these pictures from a big book that you had at the front yeah. pizza station. And people could draw whatever they want. Right?
3: right. The art book. The art book. The art book. Yeah. So, you know, the first, like, we probably had that art book up there for the first three years. And it, it was just a, it was like a large sketchbook. And we kept it at the front of Roberta's. And people, you know, signed it or drew pictures in it. There was a lot of dick jokes as as there usually are if you just let people free on a blank piece of paper often you often at some point a dick joke will pop up the funny thing is is once a dick joke pops up then the like repetitiveness of dick jokes is like it, it incre- it's like it's crazy how fast it catches fire next thing you know there's like 25 dick jokes in the book but that was cool yeah we pulled a lot of art out of that it was it's a fun book still we still we like pull that book out every once in a while and find some fun stuff
1: were there any pictures that you just could not find that you're like i can't believe no one took a picture of that person or that event Mm,
3: i mean yeah there's obviously some things that were like memories that were stuck memories that we never really got photos of but i think for the most part there was you know we really captured like the life of 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 the restaurant from like From when it started to now Mm -hmm. um there there was some there was definitely pictures that we liked that didn't make it into the book that we actually had that we thought were were excellent photos that we just didn't get into the book i mean as there was stories and everything it's like you know you know when you're making a book it's like you really want all the you want all the great things to be in it and sometimes there's just not enough room you know so
1: yeah for sure and um this is the biggest craziest event and it's so funny to see this in a cookbook but uh was the motor cross event that you guys organized just yeah
3: the death killers of bushwick you know which is a clothing company um Mm -hmm. they're you know good friends of ours and they did like they did their you know it was a i think it was fashion week it was halloween actually it was a halloween party and it was also fashion week so they did their, like, we did, like, a combined Halloween party and their, like, fashion show, um, the Death Killers um, and, and uh, Inner City Raiders um, fashion show as a miniature motorcycle track. So we, we built a dirt motors like, dirt bike track, and we had, like, little 25, 50cc motorcycles, and we raced. We We had, like, a little, you know track that we raced on it was crazy and we had bands play ninja Sonic mana nuchu I can't actually say the name of that band but <laughs> Anamanaguchi there we go
1: thanks Jack
3: uh-huh.
1: that's uh, awesome um, bane's fried chicken I mean that was a historic uh, thing that started I mean what's your favorite food I mean is there a food that you pizza pizza that's what you eat most of the time
3: come on you don't eat glass shrimp or anything from the last uh, shrimp or- Kitchen. I I I know I I, I I I like food from the kitchen as well, but yeah. you know like pizza's the everyday pizza food. pizza man for the heart.
1: Well, congratulations! This is a really great book, and it's awesome that you were able to stay true to Roberta's within a cookbook. Was that uh, challenging with the publisher, or were they? Did they just give you carte blanche to do your thing?
3: I mean, come on, nobody's when you were when you're like when you're working with somebody that's trying to sell something. Nobody really ever gives you carte blanche. Right. I, I'll tell you this: that book would be way different if it was if we just did it. Like I, I think the book's great. I think we I think we accomplished what we wanted, which is the, like a brief summarization of like the history up to now as, of Roberta's. And, and and there's not a lot of stories in that. It's not like we're it's like a 25 year old restaurant. So mm-hmm. so for the short time that we've been here, I think we I think we got a lot of like, you know, a lot, a lot of the story in there and, and kind of like, you know, the vibe of the early days and. How did you feel about the Heritage Food section?
1: Yes, I very much liked it. John. I would say
3: there was really, really not a Heritage Food section. There was a Heritage Radio section. And
1: there was a mention of Heritage Foods by your double-cut country rib chop. Oh, correct, correct. Which so, was... So uh, good. Good. It was on the menu. And that look at the giant years. Surrey
3: Farms. Yeah. Remember Sam, Sam is so psyched.
1: Sam His sponsorship amount is double Everyone loves Sam Edwards. Come on. No, it Sam was really it. nice. Thanks for... Um, Thanks for calling me your friend, and thanks for putting us in here. With well, the we had to lie. Approach. Everyone's yeah, yeah, like, no. you know, like, you know, first of all, I didn't
3: say anything about being your friend.
1: No, no, I know, I understand. You know? of course, it was probably your, a typo. Your, that your just Brooklyn Nets,
3: in. your Brooklyn Nets season ticket partner. Yes, that is true. Wow. We we all, we do that, but Jack, friends, you got to pick a come game. Come on, bro,
1: Portland. Yeah, you got to mm. go, Portland or yeah. one. Go of them. Nets. Anyway, well, listen, Brandon. It's uh, always uh, a pleasure to have you on the station. It's oh, an honor, thank you. and congratulations on uh, your. I hope this gets you back into uh, food uh, sports dudes now. Re- sports dudes, it's, it's coming back. I got it, dude. I,
3: I have a whole bunch of new guests. Yeah. Ready to go, sports dudes. On well Heritage now with this room, they
1: don't even need to worry about when they do it. They just get together. They can come in and do an episode. No,
3: because sports dudes, you kind of have to stay. You have to do it every week, and you have to like, you can't pre-record because then you're just talking about things that had That's already true. happened. And the great thing about a, a sports show is you want to, you have to stay current. That right. was the reason why we actually stopped doing it was because it was like, it was like eight hours besides the actual show of like research and work that that Greg and I. Had to do, and like, and and to be honest with you, like in in a in a span of a week, eight hours is a lot of work when you already work sixty hours a week. So it was like kind of hard for us to like pull all the like research together. I mean, we had some legit guests, some ESPN, yeah, that guy
1: called him from Memphis or something, right down ESPN
3: Radio Memphis. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're coming back. We need a sports dude.
1: I'm happy to uh, you know help. uh, Run that thing. I, I, I talk a lot about sports, and in fact, I think I might be winning a certain Roberta's football league. Um, oh, I don't. Uh, or I might be tied with you uh, in first. Uh, yeah,
3: you might be tied for first with me. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's good. Um, I like being 98%. I'm actually going to get to meet some New York sports guys today Akeem Nix and CeCe Sabathan. Uh, for my, you know, I play in a Nike flag football league, the yes. NFS, and uh, they've been like. Awesome enough to like put together this like Jordan Week event wow. where, you know
1: that's not the last guy you met Kevin Durant there too Kevin right? Kevin
3: Durant yeah he played he played football he's a I good think receiver we're, I think we're having another big name coming this Sunday maybe 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 a Miami Heat maybe a big big name Miami Heat wow. I don't know Greg Oden Greg O G O G <laughs> O's coming Oden. through
1: I hope that guy does good
3: yeah everyone hopes Oden does good
1: well listen this is a legitimate book I'm going to drop it here people can hear. That's, that's about that's about nine, that's
3: about nine and a half ounces. <laughs>
1: that's uh, comes, half out,
3: it comes out. It comes out October twenty ninth. So, so buy, pre-order it. Pre-order it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or you could get, just go to the Robertas Pizza website and it should be right there on the front page. I think you can order it right there. Pre-sale. Or you can uh, just uh,
1: buy it at Robertas. I'm sure, right? Yeah.
3: Cool. But if you want to, if you want to get it before it comes out, which is five days you can order it right now
1: it's very good eat like roberta's at home like so, roberta's at home like roberta's at home so um thank you so much for being on and uh stay tuned for more heritage radio
0: thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archived programs on our website